I want to start this edition of the Christian Bible Study Ministry podcast by wishing everyone who is listening a happy new year. And I pray that no matter what situation your life is in, that uh, the Lord will show you something for this year to be happy about, you know, or even the past year. Uh, For me, like a lot of people, you know, the holidays are kind of a rough time, uh, you know, with grief and uh and in my case uh the fact that uh my mother died on january 1st uh 18 years ago today so um you know if we're not careful you know the holidays can be something that really get us down and uh there's a lot of people in my family who are dealing with uh you know the recent death of a loved one so we all just need to try to check in on each other during these times and today, uh, I want to talk about Moses and the wilderness wandering, uh, specifically the incident at Meribah where Moses hit the rock. Moses, that's quite a name. You know, when we hear that name, we immediately think of a great deliverance uh you know the red sea parting uh the great plagues um on egypt and just giving the law you know giving the law to the israelites in the uh, wilderness and rightly so moses was chosen to announce or perform these things you know he was a person who was a hebrew he was born of Hebrew of Hebrew slaves in the land of Egypt while Israel was in bondage and in, in, in living in uh, Egypt. They were in Egypt for a total of 430 years. 400 of those years were captivity. And Moses was the son of Amram and Yoshebel. You know, some translations say Jacobed, but it's the same person. And Pharaoh had grown fearsome of the Israelites, so he commanded that the firstborn of Israel be killed. But, of course, in Moses' case, he was not killed because he was hidden. And we all know the rest of the story on that. And he was a great and fantastic leader. You know, no doubt some of these things were learned during his time in the Egyptian court, you know, being a part of the uh, uh, royal royal family. And so I don't doubt that God put Moses in that spot to, so that he could learn some things that would be necessary for him to know uh, in the future. And Moses is known for a lot of great things, but he is also known for his failure. One particular failure that he had was in the wilderness. The Israelites were gathered at a place called Meribah. And the issue that they had was they they needed water. And the Lord had dealt with the situation before. And if my memory serves me correct, the first time Moses hit the rock and the rock split, okay, that's what God told him to do. The second time 
Moses got aggravated and fed up with these people, and uh, he went on into a long speech about what, you know, what was he supposed to do, you know, because the people were complaining, and he hit the rock in anger. The water came out, but it dishonored the Lord in the process, and Moses, with his prominent lower, prominent role of leadership, was made uh, to suffer, and he was punished by being refused entry into the promised land. So Moses, despite all of his work over the decades, over the previous decades, and trying to lead his people through the wilderness in the end, was not allowed to go into the promised land. Now, the Lord, as we see uh, in the end, you know, in the New Testament, you know, Moses appeared with Christ along with Elijah. So we know where Moses wound up at, okay? His failure to enter into God's rest did not mean the loss of his salvation. That's one thing I want to get into uh, towards the end of, you know, at the end of this message here. Moses wound up with Jesus Christ in spite of his failure. And there's a lot of other stuff that uh, I could read, you know, from the book of Hebrews about entering into God's rest in more detail, but we're going to stick to this incident here. Uh, Moses and also his brother failed. Neither one of them entered into the promised land. Remember, Aaron had some problems too. He uh, he he had led the, uh, excuse me, he had built the idol for one thing. You know, that, that caused some problems, you know, uh, before the delivery of the Ten Commandments. And, uh, you know, his sister Miriam also failed to enter in. So none of them did. None of the family of Moses did, except for his son and his wife. So the Lord could not let uh, Moses go unpunished due to the position that he was in. You know, Moses was allowed to see the promised land, yet he could not enter in. You know, a goal that he had worked years for was lost to him because of his anger. Moses got fed up and, ang and angry, and he lost it. He hit the rock. You know, he disobeyed the Lord at Meribah, at Meribah Kadesh and in the wilderness of Zin. He failed to speak to the rock. Excuse me while I turn some pages here. And he instead hit it. Moses missed out on the blessing of crossing into the promised land due to his sin. Okay, this is something that is very prevalent in our lives today. It, excuse me, it, it applies to our lives today. How many blessings do we miss out on, on, uh, out on in our lives because of our sin? You know, we sin every day, you know, but how many of our choices affect us in such a way to where we lose out on a blessing? You know, we might see somebody in need. You know, they might need something, whatever it may be, you know, and we, for whatever reason, refuse to help. You never know what might happen, you know, what good thing might happen by helping that person. You see them in need. They might need somebody, I don't know, maybe to unload some groceries, or they might just need some legitimate help, you know, and uh, just getting something to eat. You know, 
when you respond positively to these genuine needs, there is a blessing of some form maybe waiting for you. It might not be a material blessing, but it certainly would be a spiritual blessing. You might not see it right then and there, maybe, but in the end, you know, it'll be found, you know, it will be rewarded. If, you know, because the good Lord sees all this stuff and he knows your motivations for, for, uh, helping people you know he knows that you have a heart that is motivated by service to him because when you do these things for him you know that's ultimately who you're doing it for you're helping other people out that's true but in the end you are helping his service you are ministering through him you know you're being his ministers you know his minister People are seeing him and you through your actions. So when we fail to do what the Lord wants us to do, we wind up potentially in the situation that Moses did when his, all of his work was ruined in a way because he himself was not allowed to go in. Yes, the Israelites still went into the promised land, but Moses was unable to fulfill the uh, uh, excuse me, he was unable to have the the best or most positive culmination of his work fulfilled, you know, by being able to personally lead them into that land. And again, he, he, he failed to achieve that due to his sin. Sin is a very uh, important issue in the life of the Christian because it is sin that causes us to miss out on what the Lord wants us to do or what he wants for us. And so uh, we will read from Numbers chapter 20, verse 10 through 13, which is the passage uh, that deals with this incident. So chapter 10, excuse me, chapter 20, verses 10 through 13 and Moses and Aaron gathered the congregation together before the rock. And he said unto them, Here now, you rebels, must we fetch you water out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand, and with his rod he smote the rock twice. And the water came out abundantly, and the, and con and the congregation drank, and their beasts also. And the Lord spake unto Moses and Aaron, Because ye believed me not to sanctify me in the eyes of the children of Israel, therefore ye shall not bring this congregation into the land which I have given them. This is the water of Meribah, because the children of Israel strove with the Lord, and he was sanctified in them. So I think what we can see here is, in all this, you know, the Lord was upheld. His name was sanctified in these people because his justice and holiness, you know, he, Moses and Aaron failed to uphold that, but the Lord saw to it that it was protected, I think, by uh, punishing uh, Moses and Aaron. He had to make it known that he was not to, that his name is not to be trifled with. He still loved Moses and Aaron. Don't, you know, the Bible makes that clear. He loved Moses and Aaron. I believe Aaron, even for some of the failures that the Bible mentions, was a man of God. And certainly Moses was, as I've said, because we know that he wound up with Christ. 
you know, it's just so unfortunate that Moses allowed his anger to overcome him in that moment and in that one brief moment uh, in his life, that one brief moment caused a drastic and tragic uh, uh, alteration of his earthly destiny. He was not able to enter into the promised land. And I believe it's in Hebrews chapter 4 that, you know, we see an admonition to enter into uh, the rest that the Lord has promised us. You know, we, we must be diligent to enter into that rest. It makes a uh, reference to the Israelites wandering in the desert. You know, they were rebellious. You know, they were disobedient. And so the Lord swore in his wrath that they would not enter into his rest. They wandered 40 years, you know, in the generation that... Uh, was rebellious, uh, you know, with the exception of Joshua and uh, I think I believe his name was Caleb. They did not go in; those people did not go into the promised land. But Joshua and his friend did, because they obeyed. They obeyed, and. Moses wound up in the same shape, and we could be in that same shape too if we're not careful. All we have to do is obey. Look, you know, open our hearts and obey what the Lord has commanded us. You want to know what the Lord has commanded of you? Read His Word. You know, in the especially in the New Testament, uh, well, I mean, Old Testament too. But you know, you know, flee from sin. You know, fornication, adultery, idolatry. All these things, you know, that we uh, sometimes allow ourselves to get caught up in. Uh, I see so many things in our, you know, in the church. You know, a lot of people uh, want to uh, engage in fornication. You know, and it's uh, I don't, you know, necessarily question the Christianity of some of these people who do this. But uh, you know, it's, oh, it's okay. We'll go live together, have a, you know, have have a family or whatever, and you know, but it's not shining the best possible example to the people around you if you're engaging in that people know that you say that you're a christian but yet you engage in the same behaviors that they do and i'm not trying to beat anybody beat anybody over the head with the bible when i say this but it's just a fact you know i'm certainly no stranger to uh uh certain sins that jesus talked about you know sins of the mind and sins of the heart and you know some of these like most any like any other person i you know i've i've lusted after people and i've committed uh, idolatry but the lord in his time in his own good time and patience takes care of these things for these people for those of us who are his and he does this so that we can have a better chance of entering into his rest he disciplines them he disciplines us purges us chastises us because he wants us to be more like him. He wants us to enter into rest. He wants us to rest. He wants us to be blessed. To be blessed and to be rested up. That's what he wants. And I want to go ahead and conclude that, you know, and in conclusion to this message, I want to say that this passage should not in any way be uh, used as something to support uh, uh, losing or even maintaining salvation. Uh, 
that's just not the context of the uh, passage here. That there is other salvation in the Bible, you know, terminology-wise or theologically-wise, besides uh, salvation from hell. You know, we have salvation that is offered to us, which is salvation from work. You know, it's salvation as in rest, as in our, you know, our earthly struggles. We're going to have problems no matter what we do, but, uh, you know, the salvation that is kind of not really mentioned by a lot of people, it's, it's, it's a salvation from just struggling, you know, being in the wilderness. It's a salvation from that. You know, it's not about salvation spiritually, you know, as in avoiding hell and going to heaven. This is a salvation from earthly uh, waste and earthly wandering. So, I want to conclude this with a prayer. You know, good Lord, if there's anybody here listening to this who is wandering, you know, and if they, if I, I prayed to it, they realize that if they're being chastened or you know gotten on to gotten on to by you, it is so that they can enter into your rest. I pray that, and I pray that if there's anybody out there who's listening to this who is lost or who has a family member or a friend or somebody who's lost, and I pray that your spirit would work on them as well. You know, after all, what better way to start off the new year than by than by entering into a, a relationship with Jesus Christ? You know. So, Father, you are able, you know, we, we are allowed to call you Father because we are yours. We have your Holy Spirit, so we can call you Father. And it's in Jesus' name I pray this. Amen.